Garrettson and Toth presents The Shift with Jack Johnson on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM and 94.5 FM. We are back with another edition of The Shift on 94.5 FM and 1510 AM ESPN Kansas City. I'm your host, Jack Johnson, alongside producer Jake Gutierrez. Well, now we're just a few more sleeps away from when the Kansas City Chiefs will take on the Miami Dolphins at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday night. And you can watch that on Peacock or you can watch it on KSHB Channel 41 if you do not want to pay for the subscription. So keep that in mind Uh, for all the outrage of watching the game on Peacock. That's really just if you're a Chiefs fan listening outside of the KC metro area. What we do know about this game now is that not only will it be freezing, it may be one of the coldest playoff games ever. I'm not talking freezer bowl where the uh, real field temperature, the wind chill was like negative 39. Now, it's not going to be like the the Arctic tundra out there, but it's going to be very cold. Uh, it is going to be a game that if you're going, you're going to need to bundle up more than you think you should. Now, it says right now the high will be 8 degrees. It's actually dipped a little bit more. The low is now negative 5. Not the wind chill, the temperature. Negative 5, which will probably feel like negative 20. So you're talking about one of the coldest games in Arrowhead Stadium history. And I promised this yesterday, and I'm going to continue to do it, that we're going to break down this game more and more leading up to it. I mean, today it's going to be a pretty deep dive Tomorrow's going to be a pretty deep dive, and Friday as well. We're not going to overload it with an hour straight talk of Kansas City Chiefs football. we got to spread it around a little bit. I mean, there's games to pick. Tomorrow we'll run the spread with all of the wild card weekend games. We'll give you our scariest teams in the playoffs and teams that maybe uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will want to face moving on in the postseason, assuming they get past this Miami Dolphins team. Now, here's the thing with weather. Here's the thing with temperature. You can't take one player, for example, to a tongue of Iowa who grew up in Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. He played college ball in the SEC. So, for the most part, warm weather. He played at Alabama. And then he gets drafted by the Dolphins. So, a large chunk of his career, he's played in warm temperatures. And this year... When the Dolphins went on the road to colder environments, they didn't always fare that well. I mean, the the last road game they had to close out the regular season was Baltimore. It was nasty. It was rainy. It was cold. They lost 56-19. to It's just a team that I don't think fares that well in cold weather temperature, and you have to go back to the quarterback. Does the quarterback like playing in that? And I don't think, let's be quite honest, No quarterback wants to play in temperatures like we're going to see at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday night. Patrick Mahomes can talk it up, say he's a snow game guy, he he loves cold weather. It's not the case. No human being is comfortable in negative 20 wind chill temperatures. Nobody. That's just your, your brain will tell you this is uncomfortable. Then you add an element of I'm getting hit by another grown man. That does not make it comfortable at all. Hitting the grass, that's going to feel like concrete is not going to feel good at all. But when I I read into the records, right, we know the Miami Dolphins are 0-7 in their last, I think, seven games dipping below 30. They're 0-10 in their last 10 in games that dip below 40 degrees. It'll be negative 5 when this game is happening on Saturday night. So the, the odds would tell you, right, that's a pretty big sample size. This isn't two games. You know, if they were 0-2, in the last two games and in sub-zero temperatures, I don't think I would have bought into it too much. I think I'd more so go to the matchup. But it is increasingly likely that we see a Miami Dolphins team that just doesn't look that comfortable out there, not used to playing in temperature. Now, here's also another thing we have to point out. Just because Tua doesn't like cold temperatures doesn't mean everybody on that team 
dislikes cold temperatures because let's be honest, it's a 53-man roster. Not everybody played their college football in you know Florida or California or the Carolinas or Georgia where you're playing games in September where it could get near 100 degrees, 95 with humidity. But this is a pretty big sample size. And then you add in the element of this Miami team is injured. They are riddled with injuries, especially on the defensive side of the football. Offensively, they got guys popping up on the the injury report now. Tyreek Hill has an ankle and a quad problem. Their number one weapon, an MVP-type candidate, he's likely not going to be 100%. Then you add this element of, oh, it's freezing cold. That's just not a favorable spot. And I get uh, to the outside world, to the outside you know, surrounding states, or if you go East Coast, West Coast, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and go, this team's not that scary. Their offense can't turn things around. Uh, the defense is really good, but the offense turns it over a lot. Their receivers drop passes. You know, They've got injuries at certain spots. Look, it's just... It just feels like all signs are pointing to the Chiefs at this point. They can always lose the playoffs. Weird things happen. But I would love to see the argument from a Dolphins perspective as to why they are favored to win this game, why you should pick them to you know, upset Kansas City on the road. I get the Chiefs have not been great at home this year. They're 4-4 four and four at Arrowhead Stadium. But Miami has been awful not only in bad weather, they've been awful against playoff teams. They're 1 and 4 with one of the worst point differentials, negative 91 when playing playoff teams. Their lone win came against Dallas on Christmas Eve and Dallas was bad against playoff teams on the road. This Chiefs team, uh, they have had their slip-ups. They lost to Detroit in week 1, they lost to Denver by 15 2 days before Halloween. They choked a game away against Philly. They lost to Green Bay on Sunday night football, choked a game away against Buffalo, and had an atrocity of a performance against the Raiders. But they also you know, have found ways to beat playoff teams throughout the season, or at least teams that were knocking on the door of the playoffs and won comfortably. Now, even this last matchup the teams had in Germany against or against each other, you know, that never really felt like the final score, if you pick up what I'm putting down. It was 21-14 in favor of the Chiefs. The Dolphins' offense couldn't do anything, and that was on a neutral site. That was in a comfortable dome, I believe it was, or maybe the roof was open. Temperature was not bad. And still, you know, Kansas City's offense, they started things well in the in the first half. They didn't score in the second, but it was well orchestrated. The Dolphins, the running game wasn't that impressive. Tua wasn't that impressive. They kept Tyree Kill in check. All those things combined, you know, Kansas City won that game and moved on to the bye week. But as I've said multiple times before, I'm not going to use regular season matchups as my indicator or my persuading factor in picking this one. I think it's very simple when you're looking at these two opponents on paper. You've got a team that more so than anybody else in the NFL just can't play in chilly temperatures, I should say that. When it's just brisk, a sweatshirt and sweatpants in 35-degree weather in Kansas City, they don't want to be there. Now you add this element, negative 15, negative 20 wind chill, you tell me how Miami's all of a sudden going to be a comfortable team in the cold. You tell me how Tua is going to be comfortable in the cold. You tell me, with a five-game sample size this year, how the Dolphins are just all of a sudden going to be great against playoff teams and on the road against the reigning Super Bowl champions. I don't see it. They're banged up. They, they've signed Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, to a defensive line that is just leaking oil. They are trying to piece together a group in the final stages of the season. That is never a recipe for success. And I also might add, if Justin Houston and Bruce Irvin play on Saturday night, they're going to have, what, two or three days of practice? And also they weren't 
that good at all this year. That's not really concerning me. I think the way that Miami wins this football game is they're going to have to hope that you know the Chiefs have a type of performance they had against the Raiders, where the offense sputtered t- countless times. You know, they had a pick six in that game. They fumbled inside their own 10-yard line. Like, I know Miami's good. I'm not going to try to compare them to the Raiders. But with this many injuries to both their offensive and defensive side of the football, it's going to need to get a little bit wacky. I mean, you are not getting a full-strength Dolphins team. And when you have temperatures like this, you need to be able to run the football right. And Miami can do that. Raheem Mostert's not 100%. I imagine he'll play uh, A-Chan. Come on, A-Chan. He's going to be the number one back, I feel like, in this game, and they're going to use that pitch play they used all night long against Buffalo, where it gives time for the guards to pull, for the tackles to get out in space, and if the Chiefs aren't quick enough to get to the edge, A-Chan can get seven, eight yards per carry and have a full head of steam heading toward the first down marker. Early on in that Buffalo game, I mean, they toss it back to A-Chan, and he just got five or six yards of a running start and was able to plow through for seven or eight yards every single time. If the Chiefs can't stop that, that's going to open things up for the Dolphins. Problem is, whereas I think if Isaiah Pacheco doesn't have the game I expect him to, like if he's not really finding the openings, well, the Dolphins are shutting that down. I would rather side with Patrick Mahomes throwing the football down the field in these temperatures than I would Tua. Like, if Tua can't have Devon Achan going, I don't know if the pop plays or the over-the-middle plays, the Tyreek Hill, who's not 100%, are going to be their saving grace. And Jalen Waddell, I mean, they're probably going to play him in this game. It's do-or-die time now. He's not 100% either. They're just the walking wounded. And even though I think Pittsburgh would have been the best matchup for Kansas City, this was the second best, obviously. You know, I think this was a much better matchup than the possibility of getting an Indianapolis or Houston. I really do. Just because the Dolphins, not good against playoff teams. Not good in cold weather, and they are just completely banged up. Right now, Vegas has them as a four-point favorite. I think that's fair because the Chiefs haven't really blown out anybody all year long, and I don't expect it to be a blowout. I imagine this will be decided in the final five minutes or so. But whereas five to six weeks ago... When this Dolphins offense could put up 40 points, 45 points, I would have been a little bit more fearful. Or if this game was in Miami, it was in South Beach, I'm more fearful of this game. But every ounce and shred of evidence you can find that goes against the Dolphins like comes out in this game. Playoff team, weather, Tua in bad weather, injuries you would have to find a very specific stat that favors Miami in a game like this. I don't know where you can find one. I mean, think about it. They haven't beaten a road play- or a playoff team on the road this year. In fact, when they've taken on playoff teams on the road, it has not been pretty at all. They played three playoff teams on the road this year not counting the Kansas City one and in Germany that was a neutral site game they played Buffalo Philly and Baltimore in two of those three games they nearly gave up 50 they lost to Buffalo by 28 Philly by 14 and they lost by 37 to Baltimore that's what they've done on the road against playoff teams their only road wins this season Washington the Jets, and New England, and the Chargers. All four of those teams had less than eight wins. The Chargers had five. The Jets had seven. The Commanders had five. I mean, the Jets were the best road win they had all year long, and that was without Aaron Rodgers, of course. It was with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. Or actually, that might have been the Tim Boyle game now that I think about it. Yeah, Tim Boyle was the starting quarterback in that game for the Jets. Nothing will tell you about Miami this game favors them. We use, I think we we overuse, I should say, the phrase of the Chiefs can only beat themselves. This has kind of been that first year where other teams can beat them you know, straight up, head-to-head. Uh, doesn't need to be this, oh, the Chiefs only beat themselves. Well, you play poorly. That also factors into maybe the other team playing good against you. 
This is going to be one of those games where if Kansas City loses to Miami, it is 100% going to be the Chiefs beating themselves. I don't see Miami, with all this information we've been provided, coming into Arrowhead Stadium Saturday night, negative 20 wind chill, and winning this game. I really don't. And Miami, historically, has not been a very good team playing in cold weather temperatures. They just have not. And it's shocking because the AFC East has three other teams that have bitter cold winters. Buffalo, New England, the Jets. But it's also a big reason why Miami's been largely irrelevant for the last 10 to 15 years. Only recently with Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill coming over, have they kind of made their trek back into one of the contenders in the AFC. But both times now, back-to-back years, the Dolphins have not been able to stay healthy going into the postseason. Last year, too, it wasn't healthy. Skylar Thompson had to start in that playoff game instead of Teddy Bridgewater because Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. There were injuries all over that team. They get to it in this game, but pretty much nobody else is healthy. I have a hard time imagining a scenario in which Miami comes out as the more physical team, is the more in-sync team, is the team that punches somebody in the mouth from the get-go. I think it's going to be Kansas City uh, playing in these temperatures often, playing in these type of temperatures in the postseason often, and also going up against playoff teams in the past and now. Jake, your thoughts on this record that they have in bad weather. 0-10 when it dips below 40, 0-7 when it dips below 30 degrees. Tua doesn't like playing in it, and clearly the Dolphins are not a cold-weather football team. It's something they can't ignore. Um, although I, I just, it being the playoffs, I don't put a ton of weight into mm-hmm. it. I just don't. Um, I put more weight into their injuries. I think that, that has a bigger play into this matchup than the, the weather does. I think the, the limited, you know, availability of most are, of Waddle, who both were limited in practice and are looking like they're trending on playing. But I, I mean, I think Tua's numbers are indicative of what kind of quarterback he is when he has a full complement of weapons. Mm -hmm. And I think the health of those weapons, that's a bigger detriment to this team than them playing in cold weather. I don't think you can ignore the the records that you just sprayed out. Um, But it's playoff football, and if you're worried about how cold it is and what the weather is like, you got a bigger problem because mm-hmm. you're playing in the AMC wildcard matchups. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great for us to sit here and talk about, and I think it's something that shouldn't be ignored. But it's also, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of, I mean, how do you even prepare for that? I mean, you really just, you can't. So I don't think they're spending too much energy on, you know, the Chiefs have an advantage. They can actually prepare for it. You know, Patrick Mahomes just they talked about them opening the doors of the practice field. Yep. Um, but the reality is that the Chiefs do play on a heated field. That field's going to feel like 80 degrees on the field. I mean, the weather, it's going to be, you know, you started talking about historically um, what maybe one of the coldest games. I was at the fifth coldest game of all time in 2008 at Lambeau Field in the NFC Championship. <laughs> uh, Green Bay Packers against the New York Giants. Giants pulled up, pulled off the upset. Brett Favre's last home game. Temperature at kick was minus four degrees. Wind chill mm. was minus twenty four. Uh, it, it's it's bitter, but I'll tell you what, like that didn't stop Eli Manning from going in, yeah. in, in into Lambeau and you know the many pictures that that I remember. You know they showed on TV. I went back and watched the game. The Tom Coughlin's red nose and and, and cherry cheeks. <laughs> you know, and, and that was Lawrence Tyne kicking the game winning field goal after missing two other chances to win the game in regulation, but went to overtime. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that should be discussed. I think those are pertinent statistics. I think it has to be mentioned, Tua is a warm-weather guy. But how do you how do you shake that stigma, right? You go into Kansas City and you win a cold-weather game, and then this is – this isn't a conversation, no. right? And that's how – so he's going to have to prove it. You know, you're talking about the – the. I, I mean, you, Miami's 
I guess knock all year except the fact that they beat the Cowboys. They couldn't beat they couldn't beat a good team. Mm-hmm. Who have the Chiefs beaten? What Very good, true. What good team? Probably the Dolphins is their that only. That is it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That is it. That's the only playoff win they have, right? You could say the Bengals is a, is a, is an all right win, right? No. Yeah, all right, but they were it really just because they were fighting for a playoff spot, right? Right, and so the the Chiefs don't have any really good pertinent like. I, they don't have any wins like the Cowboys. I mean, the Dolphins mm-hmm. is that—that's their win. That's comparable to to the Dolphins, right? Yeah. The Cowboys, you know, they beat the Cowboys on on a last second field goal at home. You know, uh, Chiefs beat the Dolphins on a neutral field. But that's that's it. I mean, the, the, these are very similar looking teams that took two totally different trajectories. They did, right? Because all, the. The Dolphins were a front-running team that sputtered down the end and blew their division lead. They blew it. I mean, they were winning the division all the way until the last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 going to be a fascinating game. I don't think. I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be a struggle for the Dolphins. You know, it seems like the cards are just continuously being stacked up against them, and I totally agree. Like, if if Justin Houston. And Ingram have significant snaps in this game. It's like, I, I, for me, I believe those two pickups are just we just need bodies. Yes, like we need bodies. With how injured they've gotten, somebody's right. got to be there. Their D line is decimated, which is great for the Chiefs. It is great because their offensive line is that we've seen the struggles all the way back to to the Raiders game, right? And now they've been banged up. You know, Smith and you know. Morris, I mean, they, 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 they've been banged up. And Wandy Morris, right? He's had he's in concussion yeah, protocols. Yeah, Wandy Morris is in concussion protocols, right. but I think Donovan Smith, barring setbacks, will be there. Right. And so, you know, th- these guys are, like, their struggles against the Raiders were evident, right? They, Mahomes was running for his life, and that is, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have that problem on Saturday night. I mean, yeah. I think that. Those things all said is like you look at the Chiefs' biggest struggles outside, obviously the wide receivers. It's like Pat, keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket and giving him time to throw, um, and like that's great news. That that's obviously what the the Dolphins are completely just. They don't have any of their guys, mm-hmm. none of them that they started the season with. So. I don't know. It's I think it's more about that than it is the cold weather, but it's definitely something to be discussed. I I, I don't. If the Chiefs lose this game, they're they're. I mean, I got to watch what I say because because <laughs> it's definitely possible for the Dolphins to come in here and play their A game and 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 just beat the Chiefs. But all signs to me are saying that the Chiefs lose this game. They're they're the ones that lose the game, not the Dolphins winning the game. Yeah, it is a. At the end of the day, as we've said multiple times for a few weeks now, when you get to the playoffs, you kind of do have to throw everything out once it's kickoff time. Like we, we can we can discuss these things. We have to because they are stats. They're talking points. They, they're talking points for this game. One more I have here from Hard Rock Bet on Twitter. Tua, when the temperature is under forty degree forty five degrees at kickoff, he's zero and four. 55.5% completion percentage, four touchdowns, five interceptions, seventy one point eight passer rating. Like. Nothing in this weather fares well for Miami. But, as Jake said, you still have to go out there and play this game. Like, just because Miami's not that good in weather like this, just because Miami hasn't beaten uh, a true good playoff team on the road yet this year, it's not like Kansas City has this loaded resume. I mean, as Jake also pointed out, their one, one playoff win or in the regular season was the Miami Dolphins. Other than that, uh, they beat some teams that appeared to be playoff teams at one point. Jacksonville all the way back in Week 2. They beat uh, Cincinnati, who had an outside chance. They were right there against Philly and Buffalo, but they lost those games. And they lost those games at home. Uh, So this is going to have to come down to, uh, really to me, the start in this one. And more so for Miami than anything, because here's the good thing uh, for the Chiefs in this game. With their defense... Miami could get out to a 10 nothing lead, and then they may not score the rest of the game. That's how good this defense is. They can adjust. Whereas Kansas City, if they jump out 7 to nothing, 10 to nothing, 13, 14 nothing, 
then that defense can really settle in and make things uncomfortable for Tua Tungavaiola and the Miami Dolphins. But as we said, uh, the temperature will be negative five at one point on Saturday. I'm assuming later on in the evening when this game kicks off, the wind chill should be between negative 15 and negative 20. We'll take our first break of the show. When we come back, I do want to go over the coldest games in NFL history and where this may stack up on Saturday night. That's next on ESPN Kansas City. We are back here on The Shift on 94.5 FM and 1510 AM ESPN Kansas City. I am your host, Jack Johnson, alongside producer Jake Gutierrez. Well, some breaking news real quick before we get into the coldest games in NFL history. It's from Adam Schefter on Twitter. The NFL Players Association has announced its second annual Players All-Pro team. Here's what they got. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Running back, Christian McCaffrey of the San Francisco 49ers. At fullback, Kyle Juszczyk of the San Francisco 49ers. Wide receiver, two guys here, CeeDee Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys and Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. At tight end, they've got the Kansas City Chiefs' Travis Kelsey. At left tackle, they've got Trent Williams of the 49ers. At left guard, they've got Joel Batonio of the Cleveland Browns and Tyler Smith of Dallas. At center, they've got Jason Kelsey, brother of Travis of the Philadelphia Eagles. At right guard, they've got Zach Martin of the Dallas Cowboys at right tackle, Lane Johnson of the Philadelphia Eagles. At the edge position, they got two guys here, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns and Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders. At nose tackle, they've got Dexter Lawrence of the New York Giants, an interior defensive line. Two guys here, no surprise, Chris Jones of the Chiefs and Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams. At the off-ball linebacker position, two guys here, Roquan Smith of the Ravens, Fred Warner of the 49ers. At cornerback, Deron Bland of the Dallas Cowboys and Pat Sertan, the second of the Denver Broncos. At free safety, Jesse Bates, the third of the Atlanta Falcons. And at strong safety, they got Kyle Hamilton of the Baltimore Ravens. At the kick returner position, they have Keyshawn Nixon of the Green Bay Packers. At punt returner, Darius Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers. A core teamer, two guys here, Jalen Reeves-Maben of the Detroit Lions and Brendan Schuler of the New England Patriots. Kicker, they've got Brandon Aubrey of the Dallas Cowboys. Punter, A.J. Cole of the Las Vegas Raiders. And at long snapper, they got Ross Matzik. I think that's how you pronounce it, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two Chiefs on that list in Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. They got all pro first team honors. I'm sure we'll be getting a second team here uh, coming shortly. I'll stay posted or keep you posted on that. Well, the segment I wanted to dive into next is the coldest games in NFL history. Maybe some of our honorable mentions that we've been to. I know that Jake brought up one game that he was at that is actually on this list uh, in that NFC championship game between Green Bay and New York at Lambeau Field. Uh, That game had a wind chill of negative 24 degrees, which will kind of be similar to what we'll see at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday night. Number one on this list, no surprise, it's the Ice Bowl, in which it was negative 13. That was the kickoff temperature at Lambeau Field back in 1967 on New Year's Eve. The wind chill was negative 48. But here is where I differ on a little bit. When I see the degrees and and the wind chill, I pay attention more to the wind chill, the real feel, because that's what it feels like. I don't care if it's negative 13. I'd much rather care about what it feels like. That's what it's going to feel like on my skin, on my bones, when I am watching this football game. So you have the Ice Bowl, which was negative 13 and a wind chill of negative 48, but then you have the Freezer Bowl, which was the AFC Championship game in 1982 between the Bengals and the Chargers. The temperature at Riverfront Stadium in that game, negative 9, But the wind chill was negative 60. Negative 60. I really don't know how you function. There was an NFL film segment on this. Uh, uh, They had Chris Collinsworth kind of talking about it on what it felt like to be in that game. I don't know how the human body functions at negative 60. That is Antarctica type of temperatures, I feel like. Maybe not. I've never been there. I don't plan to ever go there. But negative 60 is ridiculous for 
A game in Cincinnati, I might add. It's not Lambeau Field like the majority of these games are. It's either Minnesota or Green Bay for the coldest games in NFL history. But number two on the list, the Freezer Bowl, negative nine at kickoff, the wind chill, negative 60. So imagine being in that type of weather, and then the wind is brutal. That's I cannot imagine being in that game. And also think about this. That was 1982. This was not current day where you could have had a lot of things keeping your body warm. Down on the field, I mean, what? Today, you know, Jake brought up the, the field's heated. Field's heated. They've got uh, bench warmers. They've got, you know, giant furnaces, it looks like, on the sideline that keep the players warm. Massive jackets. All they had back jet in 1982. Yeah, jet engine heaters. They've now just got, or back then in the 80s and the 60s, they had coats. They had coats and maybe just an extra layer for them. That's all they had to go play in negative 60-degree temperatures. That is not humanly possible in my mind. The third coldest game in NFL history was when the Seahawks and Vikings had to play at the University of Minnesota. You know, that I think it was that time where the, the roof had, had busted in at the old Viking Stadium at the, uh, the Metrodome. Or it might have been when they were building U.S. Bank, but they could not use the Metrodome uh, to play. So they had to go to TCF Bank Stadium, still in Minnesota. It was the Blair Walsh game where he missed that 21-yarder to send the Vikings to the next round. He shanked it wide left. That game, negative six at kickoff, negative 25 wind chill. You know, for Blair Walsh... uh, no excuses. You can't miss a 21-yarder when you're a professional kicker and with the playoffs on the line, the next round on the line. But I have always heard from my friend who actually was a kicker and his brother who was a kicker in college that when you're kicking even in 20-degree temperature, it's like kicking a brick. Like you have to put extra padding in your shoe so that it doesn't bruise. That's what it feels like kicking a football in weather like this. And that's probably what Blair Walsh felt like when he was kicking a game at TCF Bank Stadium back on January 10th, actually the anniversary of it, in 2016. The fourth coldest game in NFL history, Metropolitan Stadium, Packers-Vikings, 1972. The temperature at kickoff, zero degrees. The wind chill, Negative 18. So, shocker once again. It was at Lambeau Field. The number five, this is what I want to get the insight on. January 20th, 2008, Lambeau Field, NFC Championship game. The Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants. Kickoff temp, negative four. Wind chill, negative 24. Jake, you were there. I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. Walk me through start to finish. What that weather was like, what you did to stay warm, and what you would compare it to. Well, first, I, I used to, in my past, I used to drink a whole lot. <laughs> Alcohol, I'm talking about. Um, it. I, I, my brother was, at the time, he was living in Milwaukee, and he had, he had worked for the Packers for a couple of years, so he got us some tickets. And, um, it, like, Lambo, I've been to Lambo, I think, five times now. Uh, twice for work for CBS, and mm-hmm. then I've been to three games as a fan there. Um, I mean, they're they're notorious for their tailgating. I mean, yeah. the, like the Lambo tailgate is, is, you know, they're just as legendary as, as Arrowhead Stadium. But it was like, you know, we were in the car. You were not getting out of the car prior to walking into that game. So we drove up from Milwaukee. You know, we got out and, like, went and visited a couple of his friends, and then quickly, you know, we stood outside for about five minutes before we're like, this is this is just insanity. Um, you know, I had all my skiing gear on. I had, you know, we had those hand warmers that, that you know, worked for five minutes. And, um, you know, I think we we'd brought this up in previous shows, but, like, you'd go buy a beer, and literally, if you didn't chug the, the beer within mm-hmm. – Two to three minutes, the thing was frozen in your hand. I mean, literally in those plastic bottles, mm. the beer would freeze. <laughs> um, it was it was crazy. Um, but I mean, it was uh, the atmosphere was awesome. But you couldn't really like you just. I mean, 
<laughs> we were with some people. One guy's like, I'm wearing some Depends just because he had so many. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I believed him or not, but he had so many layers on. Yeah, you didn't want to like, take it off yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, like, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to rock some Depends. And it's like, you know, at that at that temperature and, and at that, because it was, I think, at like a 435 kickoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like it, as it got darker. It just got Ugh. colder, and I mean, because it was minus four at, at kickoff, but I bet it was by the time that game ended, it was probably like minus ten. Ugh. I mean, it was it was a, a, whole, a whole other experience. It's cool now to say that I was there, but I mean, man, it was it was sad. I mean, I was rooting for the pack. That's kind of like my NFC team. You mm-hmm. know, my mom grew up in St. Joe, Missouri, and. And uh, they didn't. The Chiefs weren't here when she was growing up, so she rooted mm-hmm. for the Packers, and and you know, and so I we kind of grew up, you know, obviously Chiefs fans because we're here. But yep. you know, I, if I had an NFC team, I would say that the the Green Bay Packers are my NFC team. But man, walking out of that stadium after all those fans endured because mm-hmm. it went into overtime. Yeah. So it's like here's a little extra cold for you. <laughs> so I mean, it was just a dejected, dejected Packer. Uh, fan base, but man, it was something I'll never forget. But like, literally, when you start talking about that, like, I could feel the because like, it, it yeah. like it's it's a different kind of cold up there. It, it is. I mean, it's like a bone. Like, it, it doesn't matter how many layers you have on. Like, the wind just rips through it all, and it's like mm-hmm. it's like when you hear the term bone chilling. Yeah, like that's what it means. It, like, it doesn't matter. I can have. Eight layers of clothes on, the wind's whipping through all of it, and it, you know, I was, I felt pretty comfortable, like, all considering, Mm -hmm. right? I was still cold as all can be. Yeah. But, like, all can, like, you know, and I'm sure, you know, my inebriation, being inebriated, (laughs) probably helped as the game went, went on, but... I mean, because literally, like, if you if you bought a beer, you'd have to drink it within thirty seconds to ninety seconds. So it's like you're just you're when you're drinking a beer, you're chugging a beer. So <laughs> I was there last year at Lambeau Field, and I had been in. I think I thought colder environments. I had been to a game at Arrowhead, which was going to be on my honorable mention list. It was a Thursday night game against the Raiders back in sixteen. I think it was the year they were all chanting Tyree Kill's name when he returned the punt off Marquette King. And that game, I think, had a kickoff temperature, you know, sub-zero. I think it was like negative one, negative two. Wind chill was negative 13, negative 14, something like that. Like, you're bringing cardboard in. It was really cold. But I was still in high school, so you're not buying alcohol at the game. So you can't really. Right. <laughs> and, and I showed up. Like, we showed up. No numbing it. from the Yeah, we, like, got there and had to go in. Like, there was no tailgate there because we had school that day. So we, like, had to get some stuff done and then go to the game. This game at Lambeau that I went to, I was able to drink. And that is, you know, not to, if you don't like drinking, I, I'm not saying, oh, you have to drink to stay warm. But for some people out there, like, I'm still contemplating going to this game on Saturday, right? The ticket prices, because of the weather, they've dipped to like 60 degrees per, or 60. It's like, that's what it's 60%. Yeah, 60, 60%. I think they're around now like $70, $80. Like, yeah, that's crazy. You could go sit in the upper deck. We all know how cold the upper deck is at Arrowhead Stadium. But I remember at Lambeau, like, you're exactly right about the beer. They've got that new bar district now, which yeah. is really cool right outside the stadium. I wish Arrowhead had something like it. But you would take this beer outside, and of course I'm drinking like Guinness, just like dark lager right before the game. And it was like, I remember taking my glove off because you don't, I like puffy gloves, but I also like the feeling of having my hands like active, but I, I couldn't keep my gloves off longer than maybe 30 seconds at a time and to like pull your face masks down to take a drink still felt really uncomfortable and that's what a lot of people who've never been to the northern part of the country for a football game like that I'd imagine Minnesota not playing in a dome going to college football games like Wisconsin going to Michigan and like it's just different. Chicago. I'll, I'll throw in Chicago. You know, having the the, the wind lake. off the lake. Yeah. Oh my God, Lake Michigan. That's that. I went to school at Western Illinois, which is about three hours mm-hmm. from Chicago. But it's it's just different. It's just. I mean, it is just a, mm. a whole different. I, you know, Arctic chill off that lake. I mean, it's it, going north. You know, because I still like. 
Minnesota cold is is I still it's different than mm-hmm. like Chicago cold or Milwaukee cold or Green Bay cold. It's just that lake right there. It's just mm. it, it hits a lot harder. But it's like when your your feet like that's the worst. Like when those go, it's yeah, over. Yep, well you're done. <laughs> I go snowboarding every single year, and I go around spots in Colorado. I've been to Utah before. Um, you know, I've been all the way up in Vermont before. I've snowboarded in some very cold temperatures, and it never bothered me. Right? It, if it's you know negative ten, uh, last year I was in Copper Mountain, Colorado, and I, I think there was one morning I walked outside, like the temperature at that point in time was like negative seven. Didn't bother me. There's something about Colorado temperature my body's adapted to. Maybe it's also being on a mountain or something like you are constantly exerting energy that keeps you warm. Yes, absolutely. You're moving. You're moving. You're moving. And in a football game, I could be cheering, but I'm standing. And at Lambeau, too, they're metal bleachers. You can't sit. Yeah, you're not sitting. And then you're standing, and if you don't bring cardboard, you've got the concrete and the freezing cold concrete moving up your legs. And as Jake said, as I will echo... The minute your feet go and you don't have feet warmers, it's over. You you your entire body shuts down. And actually, in that game at Lambeau, which it wasn't even December or January, I think it was November. Like by the fourth quarter, it was a Titans Packers game on Thursday night football. Like I my body was shutting down from the cold. Like and I usually didn't have it. I was drinking beer. I was trying to to keep the the body warm. Through liquid libations and stuff like that. Like, oh, you maybe take a shot of fireball at the tailgate to keep you warm, but it wears off. And that's why for games like Saturday with the Chiefs and the Dolphins, I have no doubt in my mind, people are going to be lined up at 8 a.m. Like, they, they are going to put themselves out in this temperature, but maybe it's not a bad thing. Because we all know this with the cold, if you can bundle up well enough... Eventually, your body adapts to it. At least here, I think so. Like, I was at the AFC title game against the Titans. Remember how cold that game was? In was the that morning, 2016? That was uh, 19. It was the Mahomes run game. Okay, oh, the, yeah. the, the championship. Cause they, there was another Titans game that was awful. was awful. That was when Mariota passed yes. himself. Yes, there there were multiple. Like there's one. been a lot of Titans games that are just. Like single digits. Oof. Yeah, there was one that Ryan Suckup had a game winner too from like 50 plus yards. That was in very cold temperatures, like noon on a random Sunday. But to me, it's like. If I can be out there, sun's going to be a, a huge factor. Problem is, for this game, there's no sun anymore. You know, in the, in the afternoon, you might get it. I actually think it's going to be cloudy. I haven't checked yet. You might hope that the sun is out for the afternoon because then your body might get a little bit of warmth. But right now, the forecast says Saturday is going to be cloudy. So you're not going to get any sunlight to keep you warm. You'll try to keep moving around, but. There, there's something about it, man. Okay, I also want to give these other these other games in here just so we have them to close out and then give some of our uh, uh, honorable mentions here. The 1993 game, the day after Christmas, once again, Packers and Raiders. This one was at Lambeau Field, just zero degrees. Doesn't give the wind chill, so I imagine it was zero degrees. But that speaks for itself. So many games at Lambeau here. This one, 1994, Bills and Raiders at Ralph Wilson Stadium, zero degrees, but talk about a wind chill. Negative 32. Just ripping winds. You know, absolutely uncontrollable. And the eighth coldest game ever, negative two at kickoff at Metropolitan Stadium. Vikings, Bears, negative 26. I'm surprised Soldier Field hasn't had one of the coldest games ever. Maybe it's like ninth or tenth, but we do know, and it was reported yesterday, Kansas City could join this this rank. Kansas City could become one of the coldest games in NFL history. Weather can always change a little bit, but I don't expect it to for this game. I think it's an added element that it's a night game. You know, some of the coldest games in Arrowhead have always been during the day, it feels like. This is a night game. This is a night game. It's in January, so it's going to get dark around like 5 or 5.30, you know, an hour, two hours before kickoff, and you're just going to be sitting there for two and a half hours, braving this weather. I am not sure yet if I'm going to gamble on this. Because I feel like I'm one of those people that, like, when I hear one of the coldest games in NFL history, I kind of want to experience it. 
to be like, as you said, Jake, for the for the Green Bay game. I'm good. Like, like, that's, that's enough for me. Like <laughs> you're a young man. I'm like I'm I'm great with sitting on my couch, turning on Peacock, and, fire on. And, yeah, just throwing the blanket. Feet, yeah, throwing the feet up. <laughs> space heater. I'm good. Like my those days are over for me. Like, but how old are you? I will turn 25 in March. Yeah, yeah. You you still have some time, <laughs> young fella. Yeah, get out there because yeah, it is. It's it's something I can say this in 10 years. Right. Like I was at the, one of the coldest games yeah, in NFL I mean, history. 2008. I was that was the beginning of 2008. So I was 27 years old. You know, that was that, that. You know, now I'm 43, and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, but I can see the replays here fine. Yep. I, you know, don't have to deal with traffic. I'm good. The traffic's going to be a problem, and here's another thing that I have not completely factored in. As you said with the Packers game, sitting through that, tailgating, being in the upper deck, and them losing, oh, man. I, you talk about regretting that immediately. Putting your body through that, having to thaw out. We're talking hypothermia here in the upper deck. I mean, you get in that wind tunnel that they have. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. When you're in the upper deck at Arrowhead Stadium and that wind blasts you. It just hisses by you. It does. And that's where it's going. Like, I'm usually somebody, too, that kind of underdresses from time to time. Like, I don't like the feeling of being so immobilized by, like, four layers. I will, I will absolutely overdress for this. And I'm fine by it. Because here's the thing. If you're cold... And you're underdressed, there is nothing you can do no. about it. There no. is nothing. You're screwed. Screwed out of it. <laughs> yeah, I can man. at least take off a layer. I mean, if I have an extra coat or an extra stocking cap or an extra face mask, I could do it. Here's the question I saw on Twitter. All right. Five degrees or 95 degrees? Mm. See, and for a football game. Yeah, for a football game. <sighs> Call me crazy. I'm a cold weather guy. Oh yeah, I'm with you, man. I would. I I, I can't do 95. Plus, it's also dangerous if you're drinking. Yeah. And it's 95. Oh, then the sun hits you and you're burning. 95 is miserable. It really I, is miserable, cold, especially here. Cold is miserable, but it's, it's still like there's there's nothing you can do about the heat. I, I can't. You could put layers on. Yeah. You could you could you know you could step into the concourse and warm up. Like, yeah. You're not cooling off unless you have a, a suite. Right, but yep. I, we're not those kind of folks. <laughs> we're, we're, we're two rows from the top. Right. And I'm either closer to the sun or closer to the wind. No. Um, I saw that people circulating that. Yeah. I, would, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. Five degrees. I also kind of like to feel I'm Not that I don't like interacting with people in public, but at games sometimes when you're in the upper deck and you're like crowded around a lot of people, I like the feeling of when you're bundled up. Like I got a face mask on, I'll bring my snowboard goggles. Yeah, there you go. Nobody can know who I am. Like I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm in my own element. Incognito. Nobody knows who I am and I kind of like that. Like in the summer, I don't like it when I'm soaked in sweat and you're like, "Man, this is so uncomfortable." Gross. It's gross and I've been to Royals games in June, July, and August where you're, it's a Sunday day game and the plastic seats you're melting on. Yeah. You go out for a beer, come back, it's lava hot yeah. on the plastic. No, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I've always taken the approach of 95 or 5, I can always wear layers. Yeah. That can it, keep me it's warm. It's football, right? It's cold yeah. weather. I mean, it's supposed to be it's cold. It's supposed to be, yeah. It's supposed to be that way. I almost never venture to Arrowhead when it's like September and you have like a 90-degree kickoff. It's like, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'll stay in the AC. Whereas some people are probably like, no, I love going to the game in a tank top and shorts and I don't need to, you know, I can tailgate for as long as I want and get burned. You like that? I, I don't. I don't. Which is why I'm probably contemplating going to this game. I mean, I would not be shocked if these tickets dropped to like $40. I, and it also comes to the, the point of it's a little bit of a spoiled fan base right now. Like, this is the the sixth year in a row with the home playoff game. It's like people are like, oh, I've I've been there. This is a wild card game, too. It's like, I, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait, but this also could be the last home of the year, win or lose. Right, and it probably will be. Yeah, um, but I did hear a stat that, that this is the fourteenth straight playoff game that the, that at Chiefs, home that Chiefs have had at home. Will you go for for Mahomes if we can rattle them off real quick in the time we have left? He played the Colts, played the Patriots in he year started, one. Started out before that. Oh, that's right. So it, you go it, to the the it, Titans well, game. Well, yeah. I so did. Alex Smith, Alex Smith, Titans. Right. Then it was Colts, Patriots. 
The year after that, it was Texans-Titans, so there's five. COVID year, it was Browns-Bills, so there's seven. 21, it was, uh, who was before the Bengals? It was Bills. It was Bills-Bengals. Divisional, yeah. Then you have, it's getting up there. Okay, so then it was uh, Jags last year. Then it was, who was after the Jags? Oh, it was Cincinnati. Yep. I think we're miss. I think we have to go back even before Alex Smith, like the year before that, because I think it was the uh, man. Did they have a home playoff game? That sounds about right, because this would be twelve, right? This would be twelve for the yeah, playoff I mean, game. Maybe we're it was I think, twelve, but I thought it because it's an NFL record. I think it would be two. I, I see what it was in sixteen. I feel like that was a year though they went to Houston, won thirty to nothing, and lost the in the first New home, the first road playoff game. Yeah, they that was the last. Yeah, so. Texans. That Patriots game in Foxborough was the last road playoff game the Chiefs have played in. That sounds right, though. 12 or 14. I'm also terrible at math, so I could have gotten that counting wrong and I'm missing a game or two. But, man, yeah, to think about that, that 12, 13, or 14 straight home playoff games, that's ridiculous. But the NFL fan in me, and we're going to talk about this in tomorrow's show, kind of as we're running the spread and picking the NFL wild card games, like, I can't wait to see a Mahomes-Allen matchup at Orchard Park or a Mahomes-Lamar Jackson at M&T Bank Stadium to go to the Super Bowl. That is what I am hoping for. The blood is pumping for that. I can't wait to see it. I, I want to see Patrick Mahomes on the road in a playoff game. I think that'll make it uh, NFL cinema, peak cinema, as we could say. But with the final minutes here, that's going to close out our show here on The Shift on 94.5 FM and 1510 AM ESPN Kansas City. I have been your host, Jack Johnson, alongside producer Jake Gutierrez. Tomorrow, we are going to pick all of our wild card games, beginning with Cleveland and Houston, which will kick off about three hours before the Chiefs and the Dolphins. We'll, of course, give you our projections for that game. We'll end it with the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Will we have any upsets well you have to stay tuned tomorrow for that and we'll also dive into a little bit more of this Chiefs and Dolphins game as we are just a few days away from kickoff in the AFC wildcard round well that's going to do it we will talk to you tomorrow at 10 a.m. you take it easy Kansas City what you say